kicks Mills again. He's unconscious. NBA Australia. Hey, y'all. It's NBA Australia. It's Monday. Oh, jeez. The start of a new week. November 15, and I'm your host, James Clements. I'm a writer sometimes. Rolling Stone, Triple J. Whoever else wants to pay me that sweet, sweet folding stuff here in Larry Armour Studios, hanging out, giving you all the ins and outs of the NBA. Susan, because it's full steam ahead, isn't it? What's going on? It's all happening. I'm loving it. We're here repping Australia a bit. That's what we do. We don't take things too seriously around here. We'll leave that for the nerds. Tell you what's not nerdy. Paddy Thrills! What a legend! He just went and equaled the uh, record for threes in an NBA game by an Aussie today. That was pretty good. Uh, but we had great games over the weekend. What? The Celtics losing the plot against the Cavs. The Lakers getting smoked by the Wolves. That was pretty fun. Sixers being weird. The Hornets and Nuggets are flying in off the top rope. Ah, lots of stuff to cover. So we're going to fly through all the games from the weekend in the NBA Australia Game Wraps before talking you through weekend winners and losers. Plenty to get through in that. Now we've got a juicy slab of That's Not a Knife. Old mate, no mate, spot of the night. Better than Lonzo Ball and dickhead of the weekend. We've got your Nas, the unpopular opinion of the day, and our back takehouse, where we're serving up a flame grill take. Uh, we've got an Andrew Gay's Grey Mumber Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence. Uh, the Australian Player Watch, a couple of good games from the Aussies this, uh, this weekend. And the NBA Australia game previews and picks for tomorrow. It's a massive slate tomorrow, which should be fun. And we'll finish off with a Josh Giddy's Giddy Reviews for Giddily Positive People. Or whatever it's called. <laughs> right. Let's get to it. Episode 698 of NBA Australia. Let's go. Alright, NBA Australia is brought to you by Manscaped, the men's below-the-waist grooming champions, champions, as it were, of the world. Manscaped, look, basically, they offer precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. It's very easy to remember. It's about men's grooming, and it's great. Uh, They just launched the fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0, all across Australia and New Zealand. And uh, you can join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer just for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code STRAYA at manscaped.com. Seriously, it's awesome. It saves so much money. It was awesome. I did the old checkout the other day, sorted somebody out, boom, saved a bunch of money. I'm like, that's great. Ah, good old presence. Anyway, uh, I'm the one of one of the first folks here to try the new 4.0. I was blown away by it because you're out there shaving with an awesome, awesome skin-safe technology ceramic blade, which you know what that means. No more Knicks. No more Knicks. It's just like me wandering around New York. God, I hated the Knicks. Knicks fans. What a bunch of lunatics. Either way, look, you're out there taking care of business and bang. Ah! No more. No more. No more Nicks. It's bloody fun to use as well because it's got a light. I'll tell you what, that makes life so much easier. So check it out. You've got a light. You've got the uh, trim guards. You've got everything going on. Wireless charging. And it's just a really cool shaver. So what are you doing? The trimmer is just what it's all about. Because if you've been using your face trimmer on your nuts and then using it back on your face, 
That's gross. What are you doing? Grow up. Don't get pubes in your mouth. <laughs> That's disgusting. Get your own ball hair and body hair trim with Manscaped to make me turn the best time and enhance your confidence with some nice, smooth boyos. Your balls will thank you. So get 20% off and free shipping with the code Strayer at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code Strayer. Unlock your confidence. Always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. And anybody who comes near your balls will thank you as well. All right. Manscaped.com. Use the code Strayer. This is Matthew Delvedover, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Oh, you better, or the Evan Mobley attack if you're Jason Tatum. Oh, we're going to get to that in a second. Right, let's start today's show the way we start every show here at NBA Australia with a daily whip round. Do you get it? It's a whip crack sound. Nice one. Uh, Dave Yeager, first news off the... Uh, you know, cab off the rank. Uh, assistant coach out there in Philly, Dave Yeager, erstwhile former head coach of the Kangs and the Grizz, uh, is leaving the team for several weeks to undergo chemo and radiation treatments to combat a form of head and neck cancer. So uh, this was tweeted out by Woj. A couple of articles that sort of came with it. Uh, yeah, rough scenes, obviously. Prayers up for Dave Yeager. That sucks. Hopefully he's okay. does seem like they got it pretty early. So, look, hopefully he's all right. That is always just fucking horrifying news, isn't it? So hopefully Dave's all right. The Lakers! Welcome back, THT. He's Dynamite. And uh, some weird lineups going on at the moment. The Lakers, look, I've mentioned this over the last couple of weeks. This is great that the Lakers are, like, up and down. Because each week you get to go, oh, I think they stick. Oh, nah, they're abutable. Nah, they're shit. Oh, they're pretty bloody good. Over and over and over. And today we got, uh, what was it, today we had Rusty, Bradley, THT, Mallow and AD. Pretty funny. Vogel's already just had his uh, had a gut full of Kent Bazemore, a.k.a. Blazemore, a.k.a. just shit. And it's fun to see, like, time after time, fan bases talk themselves into uh, Kent Bazemore because Bazemore is like this idealized version of an NBA player. Like, he looks the part. Sometimes I'll show you some good parts, but just is kind of shit. And it takes that 20 to, uh, you know, 20 odd games per season for the fan base to go, oh, wait, he stinks. And uh, Vogue has already pulled a pin, so good job there. Other good news Kevin Love is eligible to come back now for the Cavs uh, off the COVID, I believe. Larry is still working. Larry, that's a girl's name, Mark, and is still working to come off the COVID list. Kevin Love is off it, out of the health and safety protocols, uh, now just working on conditioning to rejoin the team. Pretty good. Bad news. Michael Porter Jr., MBJ. Uh, it's an ongoing thing, trying to figure out what's going on. I'd still say that Michael's out for the foreseeable future. We're trying to take it one day at a time with him and see what the best way to approach getting him back healthy is. Uh, apparently, there's MRIs that have shown that Michael Porter Jr. isn't dealing with anything too serious, but it does seem serious enough that uh, he's obviously being kept out and they aren't entirely sure the time frame. So, interesting one there for MPJ. Don't know, man. Just get the facts. Uh, <laughs> DeAndre. Hannah. Sucks for DeAndre as well uh, because he's out here basically 
getting wrist surgery, and he'll be out for... It's like a tendon injury in his right wrist. He's going to miss two months, which, look, it stinks for DeAndre Hunter, but also maybe clears out a bit of a logjam for minutes for the Hawks there. So just keep an eye on that. It really stinks because Hunter was really coming along like leaps and bounds toward the second half of last season. And the number crunch so far this season has been shitty. He's also dealt with a couple of little injuries. Now, this big one, that sucks. I think he's awesome. And I feel like he, if any team had a vent, I would just to sort of uh, finagle him away from the Hawks. It would have been massive because, look, I feel like the Hawks still need to make a trade, some sort of trade. They need to, like, consolidate some of that talent they've got there. And if you had gotten Hunter, you'd be laughing. But either way, he's out for a couple of months. Enos the Peters Cantor out there still just going hammering tongs and everybody. President Joe Biden, dictator Xi Jinping, uh, are scheduled to speak. POTUS, stop playing games with bullies and do what you promised to do. Prioritize human rights. <laughs> what are you going to do about genocide? Assault on Tibetans in Hong Kong, or they're going to pat each other on the back. Look, props to Enos for not pulling his punches, just having a crack. You love to see it. Enos, just an absolute rabble-rouser. You love it. I'm going to go Turkey, China, fight the good fight. Uh, the last little bit of news. Look, it was actually a weirdly sort of quiet weekend. Uh, Isaiah Thomas, the other Isaiah Thomas, a.k.a. the original Isaiah Thomas, uh, popped up, asked about Ben Simmons. They dogged him! Your team, your coach, and your organization is supposed to protect you in your bad moments, not air your dirty laundry. When Shaq was going like 4 for 18 at the foul line, I didn't hear Phil Jackson dogging Shaq. They weren't publicly dissing him. Interesting thing there. Because it does feel like that's the uh, automatic defense of folks going, well, Ben Simmons, I was thrown under the bus by his team. It's like, well, Doc straight after the game, was asked about whether or not Simmons could be a championship point guard, having just witnessed Ben Simmons shit the bed on an epic scale, and Doc was probably too truthful. <laughs> Why would you prefer, though, him just to go, nah, Simmons obviously fine. He didn't just shit the bed in like all of these games in the Eastern like semis. Jeez. And beat as well, like, you know, hey, it's all on all of us. Uh, threw Ben under the bus a bit. Isaiah Thomas, though, he does have a point. Because your teams are meant to protect you and support you no matter what. And the Sixers didn't in that spot. so. Uh, but it's one of those ones where you're like, we can all see that the honest truth was right there and that they didn't come out with the normal platitudes is kind of funny. And now the Simmons camp gets to use it as a like a bludgeoning excuse across the board. But either way, good times, great memories. Right. Let's do the game raps. 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 Wow, a lot of games in the weekend. I tell you what, we went nine of eleven picking on the picking the games on Saturday, which is pretty gnarly against the spread. So Charlotte held on to beat the Knickerbockers in the Kemba coming home ball, one hundred four ninety six. We had the Obi Toppin and Miles Bridges combating windmills. That was sick. That was a really fun game. New York really kind of uh, blew that. Uh, the Bucks, they lost to Boston in OT, 122-113. In OT, without Giannis. Jeez. Rough scenes there. Cleveland! Cleveland! Beat the shit out of Detroit, 98-78. Great 
Darius versus Cade. Yeah, sure. Uh, Portland smoked Houston 104-92. Portland knew that, I'll tell you that much. And it was like fun watching that going, are they just going to roll? And they did. Good on them. Phoenix beat the shit out of Memphis. 119-94. So Ja Morant, we're going to get to this in weekend winners and losers. He's crushing it, but that Memphis team fucking sucks. Brooklyn, they kicked the shit. Well, look, this was close right at the end because Brooklyn lost interest in this game. <laughs> it ends up 120-112. The Pels basically tied it up like late in the fourth quarter. Harden was massive. KD was massive down the stretch. They win. Uh, hold on. Harden put up a great stat line. Uh, Sacramento, they lose it on a Lou against Dort. Uh, uh, repeat, we need more Dort license plates. 105-103 because... Anytime you can lose a game on a uh, buzzer-beating layup, game-ending layup on a fast break off a steal, you know it's the Kangs. Uh, Dallas beat the pants off of San Antonio, 123-109. Uh, Extreme Zingamil, back out there smashing in. Love to see that. Extreme Zingamil. And Luca had a triple-double, 32-12-15. Uh, Atlanta got beaten in Denver by Denver pretty handily, 105-96. Uh, just a real the return game. Of the Joker. Absolutely crushed it. He's going to pop up later. Chicago got absolutely belted by Golden State. 110-93. Interesting uniform matchup. We'll talk about that later again as well. And Minnesota, as mentioned, kicked the shit out of the Lakers. 107-83. A 40-12 point third quarter for the Wolves. Crazy. Sunday, Miami beat Utah. 111-105. One of those interesting ones. Watching it, you're just like, Utah just don't have... The firepower to get past someone like Miami, and like if their defense just gives up a couple of uh, buckets in a row, geez, it seemed like it was wildly difficult for them to get back in it. Good win for Miami, though. Indy hold off Philly 118 113 despite Tobias Harris dropping 32. Uh, it's one of those things where you're like, oh yeah, the Sixers are missing their MVP. Also, their point guard. Anyway, uh, Washington kicked the crap out of Orlando 104 92, continuing their torrid run. Uh, Memphis. Oh, jeez. Told ya. Shit show. They lose to New Orleans. That's right. The New Orleans Rebels. 112-101. Detroit beat Toronto in hilarious fashion. Cade Cunningham. Oh, clutch as fuck. Cleveland. What? Cleveland? Cleveland. Beat Boston. 191-89 on a back-to-back. Absolute scenes there in Cleveland. I loved it. Cleveland. Uh, they scored nine points in the first quarter and won. This game is going to get talked about again a little bit later. Minnesota lost to the Clippers, uh, splitting their LA back-to-back, 129-102. And then today, the Lakers, the Lakers, the Lakers bounce back with a big win against San Antonio, 114-106. Milwaukee got absolutely transinated by Atlanta. They made a little bit of a run at the end, and uh, it was essentially just enough to get Giannis back in the game, but Atlanta really held steady and uh, we're fine with that. So one twenty one hundred there. The Steph Bowl. The Warriors go to Charlotte and lose. What? What? They're eleven and one. Now they're eleven and two. One oh six, one oh two. Oh geez. I thought Steph would go for eighty. Uh the answer to that was no. He got absolutely hounded. Phoenix. They beat Houston one fifteen eighty nine. An absolute Building uh, Brooklyn. Absolutely smoking because of Patty fucking thrills. Woo! 120-96, as mentioned. It's not just KD and Harden's coming home party. Playing back together again in OKC. Isn't that nice? Uh, but Patty Mills comes off the bench, as mentioned. 
equals the Aussie record for made threes in a game and sets a career high at the time. Just He was on fire too. He hit basically the last couple were just absolute daggers where it's like OKC made a bit of a run, put a scare into Brooklyn, and then uh, Paddy went, nah, that's enough of that. Josh, you sit down over there. Uh, Portland got absolutely shit pumped. Shit pumped, I tell you, by Denver. My prediction was Portland in this game. I thought Nurk would go back and be angry. Turns out, Nurk didn't smash. Nurk got mashed. Four points and six rebounds against Yoka, who had 28, 9, and 9. Yes, you'll see he was the MVP. Yes, hello. Is uh, me, Nikola Jokic. Hello. And Nurk is his Bosnian being. Yes, uh, four points, six rebounds is not so good. Things are getting rough in Blades of Town. Uh, no Dame at the moment. He's out with a uh, abdominal injury. We'll talk about that again in a second. And then the Chicago Bulls pull off a big surprise win against the Clippers, 190. Uh, fun, fun game. Thanks to Tim DeRose in there. And uh, your man, Zachy Cakes, Adam Levine, and Caruso doing work. So let's get into some weekend winners and losers, shall we? Oh, yeah, we probably should, Jimmy. Oh, my God. I won! I won! Ah! Recapping our day's top story, the winner of today's state lottery is me, me Kent Brockman. <clears throat> Can we get a shot of me? There you go. In other news, um, uh, tragic mix-up today in Cleveland. Many people killed the Cavs. Speaking of Cleveland, what? Cleveland. Yeah, weekend winners, the Cavs. My lord. Uh, a Evan Mobley is a fucking missile. He's a weapon. I think I tweeted out he's a Guillermo del Toro monster just come to life and he's played like 14 games. He had 19 and 9 with three blocks in that Boston game. But my uh, favorite aspect of it was his just poise and fluidity to his game. It's just remarkable. Like when you sit there and watch him, you're like, oh my God, how is this only his fourth and 14th game? He is absolutely unreal. And the craziest part is you're... Cavaliers are fourth in the East. Clear fourth. That is incredible. They're like, what, half a game back of the Bulls in third. They're nine and five. They're crushing it. Oh, my God, I love it. They're ahead of the Heat and the Sixers and the Knicks and the Hornets and every the Celtics and the Bucks. Oh, what a world. I love this. Uh, but what a win over Boston. So I mentioned this. They have nine points in the uh, first quarter. They drop a 24-4 run. Across, what, the end of the third? They were down 19 in the third. Uh, rip off that 24-4 run uh, while Tatum, Smart, was sort of alternating sitting here and there. And it happened quick. And it's one of those ones where you go, Boston, what the shit, dudes? Emu Dake, Ime Udoka, mate, I don't know, maybe throw Tatum back in. But obviously it comes right down to the wire, 91-89. And uh, Dennis Schroeder, him German Rondo, decides... Hey, you know what time it is? Motherfucking Dennis Schroeder time! Woo! And didn't give the ball to Jason Tatum. It would actually hit a shot just pro... Look, Tatum was pretty cold all night. I understand uh, maybe not just running everything through him right then, but he's a superstar if you believe such things. And uh, I don't know. Schroeder just kind of looked him off. Couldn't get the pass over. Went, fuck it, I'm ISOing. Goes baseline, misses a pretty tough jumper over Chetty Osman. And uh, Tatum... I don't know. I feel like he should touch. He should touch the ball in the final possession. But here we are. He's still very good for a nineteen-year-old, isn't he? But either way, the Cavs, the way they just defended, the way they held off the Celtics, and sort of down the stretch went bucket for bucket or stop for stop, 
and didn't lose their shit was impressive as hell. I love it. So Ricky Tiki Tata, Rupi, oh, next to Garland. And without Colin the Sex Man Sexton, tell you what, they might have hit on something. The Clippers are weekend winners, even though they just lost to the uh, Chicago Bulls because they had won seven straight until today. Um, but I feel like they're just weekend winners because everyone's kind of gone, ah, right, so they are good. Because everyone sort of turned around and go, wait, who's their second best player? Is it Reggie Jackson? Oh, fuck. Paul George is awesome. <laughs> and I do love it because Pandemic P is out here just quietly crushing it. Uh, and the old PG, well, the MVPG narrative is sort of kicking off a little bit. Like his efficiency game to game does sort of uh, fluctuate a little bit wildly, but like it's never really cratering like in the past where you're like, is Paul George doing things? What's happening? He's just fucking wildly consistent across the board. And the thing is, he's doing so much on defense, instigating the offense, bailing them out of situations. Even in that Bulls game today, they kind of went, fuck it. Can he do it? Is he going to do it for us? What do you reckon? And he kind of lined it up and almost had a crack. But either way, he's doing great. They're awesome. And the Clippers, like, far from sort of being that mid-tier pushovery kind of West team, that sort of, you know, don't quite live up to expectations. They're kind of cruising, and they're well-coached, and they've got gamers. Even Bledsoe had a good game today. Either way, other winners. Atlanta? What? Uh, over the Bucks, they get a win today and snap a six-game losing streak. For that alone, they're weekend winners. But also, as mentioned earlier, DeAndre Hunter, they lose him for two months. Trey goes off. And I still reckon them thinning out that rotation a little bit might work out for the best. Just saying, just saying. Uh, but either way, like Atlanta, they needed that win so bloody bad. They're 5-9. and nine. If they lose that game to the Bucks today, they'd be 4-10, and ten, and that would be brutal. 5-9 and nine looks a little bit better. Duncan Robinson, he's a weekend winner because he finally found his fucking shot. I like to have a beer with Duncan. Because he can hit a three. Anyway, 6 of 11 from downtown. Uh, big win against the Utah Yaz for Miami. Because uh, they'd lost, was it, three on the trot out there in the West, I believe, at that point. So, yeah, I think they lost to the Nugs, the Lakers, and then the Clippers. So they finally get a win over the Jazz of all teams, which is pretty gnarly. But also, like, Dunky Rob finding his shot. Like, thank God, because he'd been an absolute basket case for like a horrifyingly large part of the season. I think we gave it like before the weekend, we're like just, you know, dropping spuds of the night all over the place when it came to Duncan Robinson. I think it was like 2 of 11 in the last game from three. And then he turns around and goes 6 of 11. So shoot is shoot. Pelicans are winners. They got to win. That's why they're winners. Well done, Jimmy. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> they also got, so they end the nine game losing streak and they got Spindles Ingram back. Nice one. The Wolves, same vibe. Because they lost six in a row, basically, and then went, ah, okay, we better figure this out. And they beat the Lakers very handily. Of course, they then turned around and lost to the Clippers, but hey, you can break big losing streaks and become a weekend winner in my book. Uh, But yeah, look, Spindles Ingram coming back to the Pelicans is a big uh, interesting note because they're not going to be just quite the rabble they were, but it doesn't make them much better. And that's the weird thing about, like, oh, when Zion comes back, it's like, yeah, when's that going to be? <laughs> How big is he going to be? 
because we're still like weeks away basically from him like on the court running around doing stuff let alone playing contact let alone like five on five so yeesh the pelicans even when they're winners, they're losers, bro. The Suns, it's clicked. Even without Aiton, uh, they are absolutely cruising. They've won eight on the trot. That is incredible. That's massive. CP3 is rolling. They're also getting really good, even contributions up and down the roster, which is sort of perfect for the way the Suns would want to be rolling, I think, this season, right? Like, they're kind of getting plenty off the bench. They're kind of, like, they beat the shit out of the Rockets. They beat the... The rabble grizz. The thing is, they're actually kicking the fuck out of those teams as well, which is pretty big. And, of course, you've got Chris Paul just absolutely schooling uh, rookies and, like, bouncing a ball between Garuba, his legs and stuff. But they're 9-3. and three. Remember, they were basically, what? What's that? 1-3. and three. They're now 9-3. and three. That's great. Good job, sons. But they're cruising Because, like, you look at the Rockets game and you're kind of like, well... Booker has 26 points, but at the same time, it's sort of his usual, ah, how's my efficiency? It's not bad. Oh, you're shooting 9 and 23, but Chris Paul's like 15 and 7. JaVale's out there smashing it, 19 and 14. But they're kind of just doing a little bit of everything. Campaign's been handy. Shamwell's doing stuff. Cam Johnson's handy. Frank the Tank went off the other day, but good job, sons. I love it. Even while the uh, furor around Sarva still boils, they're crushing it. Charlotte. That's right, the Hornets. They can't lose to Golden State at home. That's three straight wins. Beating Curry in front of his dad is hilarious and quite mean, but also three straight wins for Charlotte. They really, really... Look, they played uh, the Warriors to an absolute standstill today until it really counted, and they stepped up, got some stops, and were really fucking good. Like, they held Steph to 24 points on 7 of 22 shooting, goes 3 of 13 from downtown. Meanwhile, for the Hornets, LaMelo, 21, 7 and 5, 22 for Bridges, 20 for Roger, who beat Draymond in a jump ball right at the end, which was awesome. But they're just doing a little bit of everything now. And it's one of those things where we talked about they were losing the worst of everybody else. Then they hit the Grizzlies. They beat them. They beat the Knicks in a pretty good nail-biter. And then they squeaked by the Warriors. And these are the games. like that's You could sort of see the turnaround in that Lakers game where they kind of got like a little bit of confidence. And then they've ratted off three wins. So good stuff, Hornets. The thing is, like I can't wait to see. They're playing the Wizards uh, in a couple of days, right? So... That's going to be fascinating to see how they turn that around and if they can keep rolling. Uh, Zachy Cakes, Adam Levine, and DeRozan there. But Jimmy, the Bulls have got absolute shit pumped by the Warriors. Yeah, they turned around and beat the Clippers. But I think it was the way that Zachy Cakes, Adam Levine, and DeMar beat the Clippers today was really fun. 29 and 35, respectively. They get the win. But Zach Levine hitting shot after shot down the stretch. That was awesome. They've also got, you know, white MJ down there just doing absolute havoc things in Alex Caruso. You love to see that. But the Bulls, even without Vooch, that's just a big win. So, look, you'll take that. We talked about this last week, right? Like, this is going to be a horror stretch for the Bulls without Vooch out west. To beat the Clippers, that's big. OKC, they won four on the trot, but then they lost. That's very smart. Good job, OKC. Give your fans a little bit of hope. Go, oh, look at the kids. They're improving. And then lose... And improve that uh, roster, that uh, lottery odd. I love it. Good job, OKC. 
You need those percentages. Washington, the Wizards. Of course, I talk about them on Friday. And they go out and just keep crushing. They've won four straight. Spencer Dinwiddie's playing his best as a wizard right now. He played his best game against the Magic. And they look fucking good. Like Their defense has been really immense. Their coach, where's Unsell Jr.? He's been really bloody good too. Even Trez and Coos, as mentioned, they've stepped in without barely missing a beat. Absolutely delivering. And yes, it's raised Washington's floor. But also, it may have raised their floor to like, oh, maybe a bit of a spoiler. Watch out. Love it. Uh, the Nuggets, they've won five straight without two of their three best players and Joker missed a game too. That's insane. They beat the Hawks and smashed the Blazers. The Nuggets just don't miss a beat. And finally, the Nets. They're cruising along, but I'll tell you what. Paddy fucking thrills! <laughs> just again. So, the Nets, they've just had a really nice part of their... Uh, schedule where they've just beaten the Magic, the Pelicans, and the Thunder. They should beat all three of those teams, and they did, but it's also like one of those things like, how do we get James Harden into shape and finding a bit of form? Ah, we'll kick the fuck out of some bad teams, and that's exactly what's happening. And then it also gave Patty Thrills a really good bounce back chance today and to can those nine threes after uh, going over in the game before against the Pels. So, Good to see, Patty. Step back up. They're definitely weekend winners. Who are the weekend losers, though? We're not losers. No, you two are winners. Big winners. When I grow up, I want to marry a big winner like you guys. Shut up. Loser. 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 All right, so... The Golden State Warriors are losers. Oh, but Jimmy, they're 11-2, and two, bro. Uh, yes. At the same time, I believe they scored six point, uh, four points over the last six minutes of that game against the uh, Hornets today. Uh, if you were asking me, hey, Jimmy, what's, what's a good thing to do? I'm like, I don't know, score more than six points in the... Fo- oh, sorry, seven minutes. There you go. Six points in the final seven minutes of that game against Charlotte. Doesn't matter how bad the team is, you have to score more than six points in the final seven minutes of a game to beat somebody. <laughs> ah, the win streak's gone, but look, they look awesome. Clay Thompson, James Huaz, man, uh, they stayed home for this Warriors road trip. So we've got Warriors Nets this week. What an absolute belter that's going to be. But it also means that Clay and Wiseman are getting closer and closer to a return. I believe they're working out back in San Francisco, hanging out with the trainers and the athletic staff. So. Whew. Kaminga's been looking good. Mozi Moody, Mozi Moody. He's been crushing it. Ah, oh, man, the Warriors. The Bucks! They're weekend losers. Tough, tough fight in that Celtics game without Giannis. Uh, they lose in the OT. Then they turn around. They got straight killed by the uh, Hawks, didn't they? So he got straight killed. But uh, look, the Bucks are 6 and 8. They're 11th in the East at the moment. But I think we can just chalk this one up to a uh, rough weekend. Because they'll be fine by the time Middleton comes back. Because this team has just been busted up by injuries and COVID. And uh, they'll get into a bit of a groove and they'll be fine. I will tell you what. They're almost made weekend winners just because fucking Grayson Allen is absolutely unstoppable on a good team, it turns out. And is just out here canning three after three after three after three after three. Even while possessing the second most punchable face in the NBA behind Austin Rivers. He did... I believe dropped, was it three straight games of five made threes and then just dropped another four against Atlanta today. So 
he's crushing it. He's playing the best basketball of his life. But yeah, the Bucks keep losing. It's the Andre Drummond corollary. Andre Drummond, man, oh, bro, he got like 11 points and 16 rebounds. And they lost the game. <laughs> the classic. Uh, what else? The Lakers. The Lakers. The Lakers stink. I mean... They did bounce back and beat the Spurs, but they did also get beaten. AD got out dueled by Zicola Sinitans. Oh, ah, he's not French, um, obviously. But <laughs> Rusty, I don't know. Looks like he's kind of uh, going, oh, you know what, fellas? I think I can shoot again. What do you reckon? And everyone's like, oh, don't make him believe that. Oh, fuck. Oh, shit. He went two or four from three in that game. But AD got eaten up by Carl Anthony Towns. He really did in that Lakers-Wolves game. It was crazy. So D'Lo had himself a bit of a revenge game, as you'd expect. Former Lakers point guard D'Angelo Russell. This is the team that drafted me and gave up on me. (laughs) Um, He was a plus 36. He was amazing. Came five threes. But either way, the Lakers got killed in that one. And even though you beat the Spurs, I mean, you still lost to the Wolves. Look, they also got THT back. That's cool. But still, AD outdoor by Cat. Just... Just to know. De'Aaron Fox, after a wildly up and down year so far, he's a weekend loser. Got the ball stolen right at the end of that game against the OKC. Because Kings are still the Kings. They lose to OKC because Dort just took it the length of the floor late it in. And uh, I don't know, man. They're like your mate Darren from high school. Just got to move some bags. Uh, in this case, Marvin Bagley and try to get something back for him. Got to do something because this is going nowhere. I feel like this is the Panic Simmons trade team right here, right? Darren Fox and a pick for Simmons. Just fucking call it in. Just call it in. No more negotiating. Just call it in. Simmons and a pick. Oh, Simmons for Darren Fox and a pick. Off we go. Tyrese Halliburton starts. You pop Buddy Hill to Davion Mitchell in the starting spot next to him, and away you go. Just got to shake it up. You got to move bags somewhere as well. I mean... Who could use a big bags? That's the problem. You look around the league and you're like, geez, who actually wants a bit of a milk? Like there was uh, the rumors that Detroit are like, oh, you might kick the toes with bags. And you're like, all right, well, what about Jeremy, Jeremiah Grant? We're going to play bags at center next to him. But then what about beef stew? You know, these weird things. Anyway, uh, the Kings are definitely Kangs and are Kanging it up pretty bloody hardcore. They're five and eight. They just look like a mess. Game in, game out. Harrison Barnes, he's fine, but that's the thing. He'll have these streaks where you're like, he's awesome. And then he'll turn back into Harrison Barnes. The Knickerbockers of New York City. I mentioned they lost to the Hornets under a barrage of late threes. They had a shot at that one. They're up 16 early and they blew that. He had Obi going up against frequent flyer miles. But they've lost two on the row and they've got a nice bit of schedule followed by a real fucking murderer's row, right? They play Indy, Orlando, and Houston. And then Bulls, Lakers, Suns, Hawks, Nets, Nuggets, and the Bulls again. Holy shit. So the Knicks really need to get their defense into gear across these next three games. Like, that Charlotte game was fun. But, Jesus, they should have won it. Ah, the Rockets! Jimmy, they've lost 11 straight, bro. Why have you got them on losers? You'd usually have them on winners list for tanking the right way. Yeah, but also, fuck the Rockets for cutting our man Dante Exum. You can't tell me that Dante Exum couldn't be helping this fucking shit show of a team. They may as well just kick Kevin Porter Jr. to the curb. The Cavs getting rid of Kevin Porter Jr. might go down as one of the best moves of the last 12 months, I'll tell you that much. Because uh, he stinks, and the Rockets stink. And Dante Exum should be on this team. The Spurs are a tough weekend. They lose to the Mavs and the Lakers, but we get it, right? Like, young team versus a couple of good teams. 
And that's like the sort of team that the Mavs should be beating. And it's like a good turnaround team for the Lakers. They've dropped three or four, five of their last seven. They sit at four and nine. But I think this was always going to be the year that the Spurs were going to have, right? They look good here and there. They push a lot of teams. They play close. DeJunte Murray's crushing it. The young dudes are coming along. So you'll get runs like this during the year. It's fine. What's not fine? The Blazers. Oh, jeez. So Lula goes out with uh, lower abdominal tendinopathy. And he's been dealing with like abdominal problems uh, like through Team USA and the Olympics and everything. But he said, oh, no, nah, man, it's not it's not because of the injury of my, my, that I'm playing like shit, bro. And everyone's like, I, I, just, damn, you can just blame it on the injury, bro. <laughs> Should the Blazers tank? Um, but the vibe is the Blazers also suck like a lot to the point where Chauncey Phillips, he just uh, was like, hey, yeah, look, that was shit. When we just got our asses handed to us in Denver, aka where Chauncey basically lives, I think. Um, Denver Nugget legend, Chauncey Billups. They got absolutely smoked in Denver. And he's like, yep, didn't like the com- uh, the lack of effort, the competition I saw some from the guys. We're going to change it up. It's like, yeah, you should trade Robert Covington. <laughs> go get Simo. Off you go. But the Blazers, it is just a fucking basket case at the moment. They. There's just no cohesion to that team whatsoever. It's wild. The Yaz, they've dropped two straight at home against the Pacers, then the Heat in games that they probably just looked a bit anemic. They just didn't quite have the punch, did they? Tough weekend for them. The Raps, Dwayne Casey owns the Raptors. Hey, man, I won Coach of the Year, then these motherfuckers fired me. I'm going to beat them for the rest of my life. <laughs> like, Siakam had a good game. Didn't matter. Cade Cunningham, Dwayne Casey just fuck. He's like 7-3. and three. Since they fight him against the Raptors with a consistently much shitter team. That's awesome. The Grizzlies. All right, I mentioned this. So after getting smashed by the Suns, they back it up by losing to the Pelicans. Oh, boy. Ja Morant is making like an all-NBA run so far. The rest of this team is absolutely fucking horrendous. Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr. is getting smoked night in, night out. He's fucking in love with three-pointers like the complete obliteration of everything else on offense. But their defense, it's their defense. This is the grit and grind Grizzlies we're talking about. This is like the fun, young, hungry Grizzlies we saw in the last couple of years. No. They're now back under 500. They're 6-7. and seven. They're dead last in defensive rating. And they're just kind of shit. Like game in, game out, you can't trust them to beat anybody apart from like shit teams. And even then, they just lost to the fucking Pelicans. So... The thing is, I'm not entirely convinced, like, Dylan Brooks coming back in, like, Desmond Bain, uh, he's crucial. And I've hit on this a couple of times. Like, their margin for error, because that defense is so bad, if one of their dudes has an off-shooting night, they tend to lose that game. And you saw it in both of those games against the Suns and the Pelicans. Like, I think it was Triple J against the Pelicans, who just fucking fell off a cliff. Uh, Obviously, last week, Desmond Bain had an absolute Barry Crocker shocker. It shouldn't be like that. (laughs) Like, your defense... Should be good enough to at least keep you maybe in games against the fucking Pelicans. The Grizzlies are going to turn this around or else. Jeez. The weird part is there's like no real easy fixes that you sort of look at that team and just go, their defense just needs to be better. They need to pay more attention. Dylan Brooks needs to get back into game shape, maybe. Because he's a little bit of a uh, trendsetter on D. He's a, uh, you know, sometimes a foul machine, but he can also really lock down dudes and get in folks' heads in the finest of Tony Allen traditions. But Jesus, the Grizzlies, sort your shit out. And finally, the City Edition uniforms are the weekend losers. I'm just not convinced on most of them. Like, really? 
And uh, got a couple of messages about Golden State versus the Bulls. And I'm like, look, the blue ones, like the throwbacks of the City Edition Golden State ones are pretty good. But because the front font color is red, it sort of muted the mix against the Bulls in the red and robbed us of a classic, like, either the blue and yellow versus the red melange that you get in the Warriors Bull matchups, which are absolutely fucking wonderful. Sometimes you even get the yellow, the blue on the yellow against the red, which is always just fucking amazing. Because, like, you think about Lakers, Bulls, it's always a classic matchup when you get a yellow and red team. And that blue, it was just too much red, red and it kind of muted it. But you looked across the sort of uh, rest of it as well, like the black uniforms that Golden State have, it's just like, eh, whatever. The Spurs one still look pretty bloody good, I'll tell you that much. But the Lakers one was okay, but it's just a bit of a fucking meh kind of vibe to these City Edition uniforms. Like sometimes the six, like as mentioned, the Sixers ones are pretty good. The Pacers have been pretty good, but yeah. I think when we rank them, and it was kind of interesting to wait to see them on the court, we might even sort of like, you know, maybe come up with a tally and maybe rank them again next week, having seen them all maybe in action. So either way, let's do an NBA Australia pre-performance of the weekend. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. Oh, Trey Young today, 42 and 10 with eight rebounds. He was awesome. Went 16 and 26, 8 to 13 from three. Bloody good. Harden against the Pelicans goes for 39. Told ya. Going to get back into shape, bro, against the shoot teams. 12 assists as well. 40 for Steph against the Bulls as they kick the crap out of Chicago. AD against the Spurs. Talk about a bounce back game. Hey, man, I'm not playing against Carl Anthony Towns today. I'm going to go ham. 34, 15, 6, and 2 steals and a block. He shot 14 and 24. He was awesome. Uh, 28, 9, and 9 to go with the 22, 19, and 10 for the Joker. I'm a nerd! Joker is absolutely fucking crushing it. And I kind of got to give it to him. I think there's some really good contenders. And obviously, you want some dagger? You want some, uh, that's not a knife, this is a knife? Patty fucking thrills. 29 points, 9 of 12 from 3. He was absolutely amazing. So there you go. Joker, Patty, AD, Steph, Harden, and Trey. Murderer's row of amazing performances. And we got a Luca triple-double as well on Saturday. So... Pretty bloody good. I kind of also want to throw in Dwayne Casey, as I mentioned. With the Pistons, 7-3 and three against the Raptors. That is fucking hilarious. They've been shit for that vast... Like, not as good, at least, as the Raptors that entire time. The Raptors obviously went on to win a fucking title the year after they <laughs> shit-canned Casey. And he's 7-3 and three against him. That's awesome. What a legend. That's an NBA story-proof performance of the night as well as Yoka, Patty, AD, Steph Harden, and Troy. Who's spot of the night? Spud, 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 Isaac Okoro goes 0 of 7 for the Cavs. And Marcus Smart goes 0 of 5. Wow, they combined to go 0 of 12. Uh, RJ Barrett goes 1 of 9 against the Hornets for the Knickerbockers. 0 of 2 from downtown. 2 points, 4 rebounds, 0 assists, 1 turnover for a minus 17. Thanks for coming, RJ. And I'll tell you what, Lonzo looked pretty bloody good today against the Clippers. Didn't shoot it very well. 
Uh, but he did go 2 of 11 against the Warriors, including 1 of 7 from 3. And then shit the bed as well from uh, shooting-wise. 4 of 14 against the Clips. Jesus. Brutal scenes. But uh, the smart Okoro combo was pretty funny because you're like, Okoro can't hit fucking anything. And then you're like, wait, has smart hit a shot? <laughs> it was classic. Old mate, no mates, though. Old mate, no mates. 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 Who's got no mates today? Uh, I mean, Carl Anthony Towns, we kind of were hitting on this on Friday. How not only did he get dunked into oblivion by Wiggins last week, uh, but teams are just going, no, you know what? Let's just put a small guy on Cat and see what he can do. And they've been getting their ass handed to them. Um, It's hilarious, and the disrespect is wild. Like, he's not shit, but Jesus. Like, he can't skate along now, I think. I think we've hit a point with Carl Anthony Towns. Like, dude, you got to deliver. This Wolves team is shit. You've been here ages. And you're like, oh, man, I've seen losing streaks. I'll go from, like, 3 to 9 to 17 really quickly here. Then do something about it and play some defense, you spud. Jesus, cat. Uh, and also, a classic old mate, no mates. He's your fucking mate, German Rondo and Dennis Schruber. In that Celtics locker room or in that bus, after deciding that Jason Tatum uh, can't get open and shouldn't touch the ball, I'm going to win this game by myself. Fuck you guys. Dennis Schroeder would have had a bit of an uh, interesting one, I think. Going into that locker room and just going, hey, what's going on, fellas? Ah, oh, a tough one today against the Cavs. Here, am I right? And everyone will be like, ah, fuck you, you little German bastard. <laughs> 100%, right? Ah, Dennis, 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 Dennis. Look, uh, watching that play, Dennis basically just going, well, the first read is, I've got the ball, fuck you. The second read is, oh, I was probably meant to pass it to Jason, but I don't think he was open. It's like, Dennis, you didn't look his way. Oof. Pantsing of the weekend. Fatty, fat, 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 fatty, fatty, fat, fat. Fatty, fatty, fat, fat. Even Mobley getting got by, uh, well, no, Tatum getting got by Mobley, rather. Uh, that was like Mobley on some giant squid shit. Just fucking blocking him from behind. Like, as soon as it left his hand, it's just out of here. They were like, that's a goaltend. And everyone's like, no, it wasn't. And they uh, reviewed it. That was not a golden. Cleveland, that's right, Cleveland. Oh, my God. Cleveland! Got the ball back and win the game. That was unbelievable. Uh, so Tatum sort of copped it on both ends. Shooter just looks him off. And uh, Mobley just puts him through the ringer. But uh, today, White MJ. Old White MJ, Alex Caruso. Absolutely just fucking time to perfection a swat of T-Man. T-Man into the fucking crowd. Out of nowhere. White MJ just fucking crushing it at the moment. I love him. He was so good today for the Bulls. Anyway, uh, that's a couple of good pantsings. Better than Lonzo Ball, however. Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you'll get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros. Now I can be average. We're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Well, anyone who's shooting better than 4 of 14 or 2 of 11. Uh, Mobley, 19 to 9. One assist, three blocks. I mentioned that. T-H-T. He's Dano, mate. How good was he today? 17 points, 4 rebounds, 1 assist, a steal and a block. 27 minutes, plus 14. He was unreal. Uh, but Mobley, I just... Oh, my God. I've got just such a fucking giant place in my heart for that giant kid. He's awesome. What a legend. Anyway, they're both better than Lonzo Ball. And finally, dickhead of the weekend. Dickhead of the week. And uh, there was like a moment... 
last week where there was a Jalen Rose going, oh, well, Robert Sava, blah, 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 called like DeAndre Ayton, lazy N-word. And everyone's like, did he? Are you just saying that, Jalen? And he's like, nah, nah, like, nah. It was like, I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> Jalen then skipped the country. And uh, Stephen A. Smith had to go on and go, hey, that's not what Jalen meant. He didn't mean that those words came out of Robert Sava's mouth. It was just that he was kind of like inferring, and it's like, oh, this is a mess. So Jalen Rose, I don't know. The weird part about this is it kind of sinks like a piece like Baxter Holmes. Uh, his massive, massive sort of breakdown of all the problems in the Suns uh, organization, etc. And Jalen Rose dropping this one. Everyone goes, holy crap. He said, what about DeAndre Ayton? Lazy N-word? That's fucking horrible. And then Jalen Rose then going, oh, no, no, no. He didn't say that. It's like, all right. Okay, Jalen. <laughs> what the hell was that? What was that? What the hell was that? And uh, then being out of the country as that all pops off. Good job. All right, let's uh, take a quick break. We'll be back with some new news right after. Let's hear from these guys. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And 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 you're listening to NBA Australia. All right, let's do some yeah, nahs. They're brought to you by thedailyliquor.com from East Ninth Brewing. If you're in Melbourne, party time. Oh, yeah. We were just down the beach. Took a bunch of booze with us. Good times. All from the Daily Liquor. Uh, so, you can get some amazing beers at thedailyliquor.com. You can also get wines. You can get cocktails. There's something for everybody. All the beers are great. But either way, basically, don't go to the bottle and risk getting the Rona. Bring the bottle to you, and they'll deliver stuff to your door, Rona-free, from thedailyliquor.com. It's for the Melbourne metro area, and you get same-day delivery if you order before noon. But the best part is if you're banging the code Strayer, they'll throw in a free six-pack. That's a free six-pack on your mate Jimmy of the Dos Blocos XPA. You can drink that beer till the cows come home, and I did on the weekend, I'll tell you that much. So go check it out, thedailyliquor.com, right now. Tell them Jimmy sent you with the code Strayer. Right, yeah, nah, Scott Baxter. Yeah, nah, Rusty Westbrook for Ben Simmons. Win-win, I'd say. Yeah, nah. Oh, Rusty for Simo. What do you reckon? It kind of feels weird to say it. But in terms of win-win, as inefficient and as shitty as Rusty has actually kind of been, like, I don't kind of hate it. Like, if you got to get rid of Simmons for something, like, it'd fuck the Sixers, though. That's kind of the big problem. I think they're kind of fine without him at this point. And if you've got to bring in somebody, it's like somebody that you've got to go, well, that means we have to play less Tyrese Maxey. Is that what we really want to do? <laughs> like when Aussie Matty T and Joel Embiid come back for the Sixers, like they get another couple of weeks just to look at this team without Simmons and without any other players and just go, I think we might be all right. Uh, but Rusty, I kind of feel like, yeah, it fucks the Sixers. Rusty and Embiid might be a fascinating combo. And obviously Simo... With LeBron, with AD would be hilarious because if you think the spotlight's pretty tough in Philly, <laughs> here's some Lakers fans. 
But I mean, it would probably help the Lakers just because their defense, like he, LeBron, and AD, fucking shut it down. Uh, but I kind of feel like you'd trade for Rusty then to move him on to just somewhere shit and see what else he can get back in return. The problem is there's not many places that will want Rusty or get Rusty. You know what I'm saying? So it's a bit strange. It does, uh, like the Darren Fox-Ben Simmons thing just feels way too good to uh, not do it. But look, Rusty for Simo, like the more you sort of throw it over in your head, you're like, I think it makes the Sixers worse. (laughs) So I don't think they want to do that. But at the same time, it's very interesting. Good one, Scott. Uh, Dan Drosher, yeah, nah, Raptors are trolling the NBA with starting Van, uh, stating the Van Vliet's inactive with a groin after getting fined for the big balls dance the other day, which is proper fucked. Pulled a groin carrying his big balls. Yeah, nah, I saw this and laughed my fucking ass off because they're like, wait, he's pulled his groin after doing the big balls dance the other day and he got fined for that? You fucking no fun NBA bastards. Holy shit. I think the Raptors were trolling. I think it was probably like a scheduled rest day for Van Vliet. They're like, oh, no, he hurt his groin because you pricks find him for doing the big balls dance, you assholes. Good job, crazy Canadians. And uh, Dan also throws in, and how good is Tyrese Maxey? His teardrop floater is a thing of beauty. Yeah, nah, Sixers could just send Simo to OKC for draft picks. I love their team. Yeah, nah, this is one of those things where I go, I mean, in terms of teams that have a crap, crap ton of picks, OKC could go, you know what? Here are three of our lesser firsts, Daryl. What do you reckon? And Daryl would be like, oh, you bastards. You've out-tanked me. You've out-processed me, maybe. Who knows? Um, But I do fucking love this Sixers team. I just hit on it, right? Like, I love the idea of Maxi. I do love the idea of he and Matty T basically platooning the point guard spot bringing a bit of offense, a bit of defense, a healthy Tobias, a healthy Embiid. It's just kind of fun. (laughs) (laughs) So I just want Simo to go somewhere, though. So send him to OKC. He and Giddy can hang out. That'll be fun. A lot of ball handling. They can build the next generation of boomers right there. And uh, Dan Drusher also threw in an extra just to mention, Diaz Fox suffering from being infected by the Sacramento mediocre virus, uh, or is he driving his trade value down? Yeah. Nah. Yeah. I don't know. Who's got less trade value right now than Simmons or uh, Darren Fox? Because Fox is uh, definitely not lighting the world on fire. So that's not a bad one, Dan. Uh, The unpopular opinion of the day. Now look at me, please. Look at me. 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 I kind of think, look, this is just going to hit on some more Simmons stuff. I kind of think the Sixers are fine. With just going, if he's not playing, we're happy to wait it out. And I think it's the right approach. Like this team, like they've lost a couple on the trot. Sure, whatever. They don't have Embiid. Um, Tobias comes back. He's actually looking pretty bloody good. And now you've got to go, do we do we want him back? Like to, to play <laughs> and maybe to stay or just back to like build up his trade value again? Like holy shit, it might fuck up a good thing. Do we even want to trade him for players? Do we want to do that OKC trade, uh, as mentioned by Dan Drusher, where it's just draft picks and potential? Maybe a couple of their young dudes. Whew. Give me a dort and we'll call it in. Fascinating. Either way, the Ben thing is uh, 
look, from that stuff on the weekend, well, you know, the on Friday with uh, the Rich Paul stuff, I want to make sure that people understand I'm all here for Ben, you know, and getting his mental health right. Like, that's a first priority above and beyond. What shits me up the fucking wall, and I've been saying this from day fucking one, is the way that this has been approached. That's what I've got the big problem with from both the Sixers and the Simmons side, right? And I fucking hate it. You know me. All I want is to see the best basketball possible, and Simmons not playing robs us of that. Same goes for fucking Kyrie. I just want him out there. All right, let's do an Outback Takeouts, though. It's Monday at our back. You know what that means. That's right. Just been down the beach, out there with the cricket bat. Hear that? Bang! Toasty, tasty kookaburra wings. Now only at our back. It goes great as a flame grilled take. And today's flame grilled take is Dame Lil is not even hurt. He's just giving the Blazers time to fire Neil O'Shea before he demands a trade. Only at our back. So. There was a really, really interesting article through The Athletic by Jason Quick, longtime Blazers writer, about their head of business ops, who was kind of like, yo, you guys are fucking the messaging here, and it's costing us sponsors, it's costing us money, because Olshay's a fuck knuckle, and he just sort of keeps stumbling from one piece of dumb fuckery to the next. Would it be cool if I got a little bit more involved with trying to steer that messaging? Nothing to do with the basketball shit, just the messaging. Because you guys are fucking this for us in the business upside. And uh, O'Shea and uh, Paul Allen, Jody Allen, Jody Allen, uh, are like, nah, we're good. And so the business up dude is like, all right, I'm out of here. Uh, having spent like, you know, nine years of his career building up the Blazers from the business upside and doing a pretty good job and also working pretty closely with Paul Allen. And then you see the Dame stuff happen, you're like, well, that's pretty uh, interesting, isn't it? Maybe it's the old, all right, either trade me or fire O'Shea or something. you got to do something or else I'm not playing. Interesting stuff, isn't it? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It's very interesting. Interesting stuff. Right, let's take a quick break. Be back with the Australian Player Watch right after this. This is Mick Kay, and you'll listen to NBA Australia. All right, really quickly, the Australian player watch Paddy Thrills. Nine made threes, setting the record, uh, well, equaling Bangers' record for nine made threes, the most threes made by an Aussie in a game. Ends up with 29 points, nine of 12 from downtown. Absolutely remarkable. 10 of 16 from the floor, two steals and assists. He was a plus 28. Paddy lit it up, and it was probably just as well because he had zero points on 0 of 4 shooting and two rebounds and assists in the game before against the Pelicans. So... Good job, Patty. Jingles in that loss to the Heat. 23 minutes, 1 of 5 from the floor uh, for his 4 points, 1 of 4 from downtown. Uh, 1 rebound, 2 assists, and a turnover. And the Giddy. Giddy. Yep. In that loss to Brooklyn, 6 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists, and a steal. 2 of 10 from the floor. Took a couple of uh, tough shots where you're like, ah, Josh, you could probably just uh, chill out a little bit on some of these, mate. I'm just saying. Um, but otherwise, look, yeah, it's a learning curve for Josh Giddy, so <laughs> I'm not going to begrudge him that. And uh, there you go. Uh, Josh Green has copped a couple of uh, did-not-play coaches' decisions since he's uh, lighting up of the Bulls last week. And uh, Jock Landau still out with the COVID. Ozzy Matty T still out with the COVID. And Benny still out uh, 
being a mad dog. <laughs> sure. All right, let's do the Andrew Gaze Grand Mumbo Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of, I believe, It's Excellence. It's the first Andrew Gaze Grey Mumba. Clap it up. Big, loud claps. There you go. Oh, it's amazing. So I've got two for you here. Andrew Gray's Grand Mumber Award, and they're probably the two MVP leaders at the moment. Because hilariously and crazily enough, Nikola Jokic is currently averaging 25 points, 14 rebounds, 6 assists, and absolutely fucking tearing it up. He's leading the league in PER. And as mentioned, over the weekend, he just had a lazy 22, 19, and 10 and then backs it up with 28, 9, and 9. He's had two back-to-back triple-doubles because he had a 25, 15, and 10 in that game against Miami where he got booted for trying to, you know, absolutely fucking KO Markeith Morris. But 28, 9, and 9 after a 22, 19, and 10. And he's absolutely fucking lighting it up non-stop and has the Nuggets absolutely cruising, like, without their other two best players. No Jam and Jamal Murray, no Michael Porter Jr. They've won five on the trot. They're 9 and 4. That's incredible. And of course, the other one's going to go to Kevin Durant. He's averaging 29.5 points a game on only 17.5 shots. That's insane. His true shooting is through the fucking roof. Uh, but 29.5 points. Like, I think the comparison is like Tatum is averaging 23 points on 22 attempts. So six less points with five more shots. But I feel like, like Durant has been so good and like uh, the Nets have been cruising in so many of these games. You kind of just go, oh, that's par for course. He just had 38, 11, and 4, 30, and 5, 28, 7, and 8, 33, 8, and 4. The efficiency, though, for all of November, he's basically shooting 60% from the floor. Holy shit, 48% from three. It's absolutely incredible. So 100%, there's a bit of excellence there for Kevin Durant, Nikola Jokic, and, of course, they did it on the weekend too. 28, 8, and 7 against the Pelicans for KD, 38, 8, and 4. Uh, 33, 8, and 4 against the Thunder today. Take over the Joker, just two massive games. Pretty bloody good. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. And of course, we can't go by without doing this one. Oh, we'll, no, we'll save it to Shane. He'll shoot a shoot until tomorrow. Uh, let's move on to the Patty Mills Game Day Baller Game Day Twitter check in. Just a nice little tweet from Patty up on IG as well. Protect the group, let's go home. And then a picture of all the Nets in the sort of huddle, in the hallway, all in. Looking good. Looking great. On you, Patty. Always an inspiration. Game previews. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, inadvertent Bane. Not a problem, Jimmy. How was the weekend? Ah, bloody lovely. Down the beach. Shit weather. But still, very relaxing. Didn't get a giant amount of sleep. Too much drinking. Too much hanging. Anyway, uh, we went 16 of 25 in the picks over the weekend. Bloody good. 110 of 190 overall. Tomorrow, we've got 11 games. I've got uh, Boston-Cleveland. Up first, Cleveland are two-and-a-half-point underdogs at home. I think Boston come back and win this one. Um, I don't know if the Cavs... Look, the Cavs are good. I think the Celtics just... If they get a half-decent game out of Tatum, they win. And I think that'll happen. So two-and-a-half points for Boston. I'll take that. Sacramento going to Detroit, needing a win desperately. They're four-and-a-half-point underdogs. Remember, though, Detroit are bad. Unless they're playing the Raptors, in which case they're good. <laughs> Sacramento, four-and-a-half-point favorites. I'll take the Kangs. 
Wizards hosting the Pelicans. They are the Pelicans, so I'll take the Wiz minus three and a half. Orlando go to Atlanta to play the Hawks, and the Magic are nine and a half point underdogs. There's a weird amount of like Southeast Division hammer and tongs vibes in some of these games. I'm going to take Orlando plus nine and a half. I think they can make it interesting. I don't know if Atlanta's defense can... Uh, look, they'll win, I think, Atlanta. I just don't know if they kick the absolute bejesus out of Orlando. You know what I'm saying? So I'll take the magic. Uh, the Pacers going to New York City to play the Knickerbockers of New York City. They are three and a half point underdogs in a Reggie Spike Bowl. Jeez, this one's going to be fun. You can have Reggie there. You could have Spike there. Just imagine. Uh, well, Spike will probably be there. It's in New York. Three and a half point underdogs, the Pacers. I'm going to take the Pacers. I think this is a tough one. Tough matchup for the Knicks. Julius Randle, the other Mitch Robinson, up against Suvlaki King, Demata Sabonis, and Miles Turner. I kind of like Indy, so I'm going to take Indy. Dallas, they host Denver. Denver on a back-to-back. I'm going to take Dallas minus four and a half. I just think Denver might be kind of on a little bit of a, oh, geez, bro, we might need to have a bit of a break. Wait, no, Denver on a back-to-back. They are going, oh, no, they are, because they kicked the shit out of Portland today. What am I talking about? Um, so I think I'm going to, that's why I took Dallas. <laughs> Talking myself in circles. Uh, yeah, Dallas, minus four and a half. I'm going to go the Mavs. I think they've just hit a little bit of a groove, and I think they can beat a Denver team on a back-to-back. Uh, the Grizzlies, they host the Rockets. Now, if there's a team that need a get-right win right now, it is the Memphis Grizzlies. They are 11 and a half point favorites, which is a lot. Because even if they're up 20, it's like those meaningless points at the end of a game probably get Houston back within 12, 10 points. Makes you sweat out that. But I think the Grizzlies just really, really kill Houston in this one. So I'm going to go the Grizz minus 11.5. Minnesota host Phoenix. Uh, Phoenix also on a back-to-back. I might go mini plus 2.5 here. I think Phoenix might actually, you know, maybe rest a couple of dudes. And if Cat just goes ham, Ant-Man, D-Lo, it's going to be interesting to see how. But this is a surprisingly good game, I think. So give me Minnesota plus 2.5. OKC host Minnesota, uh, the Miami Heat. 2012 finals rematch. Hello. Uh, Thunder, nine and a half point underdogs. I'll take that. They play teams to a standstill. Like you saw it today against like the Nets. The Nets needed Patty Thrills to come out and just absolutely fucking kill it to get over the hump. So I'll take the Thunder. Uh, Portland, they host Toronto. I'm taking the Raptors plus 0.5 points. So basically pick Toronto or Portland. Uh, I'm going Toronto. They're a good team. Portland or not. Chicago, go to the Lakers on a back-to-back. Staying in LA. I'm taking the Lakers minus one and a half. It's a dangerous proposition, the old LA back-to-back, isn't it? Sorry, Bulls, but let's go Lakers. Oh, gross. I don't want to say that ever again. One and a half point favorites, yeah. All right, we'll wrap all that up for you tomorrow. How good's that? Big weekend. What's going on? And uh, in the meantime, make sure you follow us on Facey, IG, Twitter. You know that. Check out NFL Australia with Gaz and I and chopping it up each week about the NFL. Uh, Adam with World Wrestling Australia this week has a belter of an episode uh, heaps of stuff going on. All the regular segments, including uh, the Aussie Wrestler Watch, Better Than Baron Corbin, and You Beauty. Love You Beauty. Uh, plus, Buddy Matthews debuts with New Japan Pro Wrestling, which is pretty cool, and Botchamania Reaction, and heaps more. Just search World Wrestling Show on YouTube or follow FWCIE on Twitter for episode updates. Go check it out. It's an absolute belter. Uh, get around NBAstraight.com slash shop. Get your merch. Get your merch. Check us a rating review on your podcast app. Come on. But Manscaped. Use the code STRAYER, 20% off and free shipping when you use the code STRAYER at manscaped.com. 
Get that uh, advanced skin safe technology. It kicks ass. TheDailyLiquor.com. Use the code Australia. Get a free sixer. Be over 18. And uh, Noble. Download the Noble app from the App Store. Bang in that code Australia. And get 20% off getting smarter. Big thanks to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Go check out their new band House Hats. They're up and running out of time. Is out now. Also, thanks to Joshua De Laurentiis, Fascinator, Goldmines, Ramshack, Alami, Iowa, Sex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozer for all the tunes you hear throughout the show. Ramshackle are actually launching their vinyl, I believe, at the Gasso this week in uh, Melbourne on Saturday. Check that out. Uh, smash them all in Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Apple Music, Spotify, whatever. NBA Australia supports train bands, so should you. And we're going to close out today's show with a brand new Josh Giddy reviews positive things for positive people, gets giddily positive about giddy things, giddy up. It's a great segment. <laughs> All right, we'll catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. This is NBA Australia saying, look after yourselves, would you? And later, Hosanna. Hi guys, Josh Giddy here. Um, just back with another Josh Giddy's Giddy Reviews for Giddily Positive People. Um, and just looking at my notes, uh, I don't know what's happened. My notes are mostly like handwriting say, oh fucking shit, yeah, how wicked was that? Just like over and over and over and over. And I can sort of see why, because on the Thunder's plane, we finally got Disney+. Plus. So I finally got a chance to watch Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings, mate. And I think I started watching it. I might have blacked out from all the excitement. Or I had a stroke on the plane. I don't know, man. But it was sick. I sort of just was like watching it on my iPad. And then, bang! Like, all my notes are written. And I was like, what the fuck was that? That was sick. And then I had to watch it again. So I know that Deli loved the Marvel movies when he did his Deli reviews. So I'm really happy to keep that spirit alive. Because... This one was way too easy, because, like, if you're into martial art movies or, like, those sweet Hong Kong kung fu movies and stuff like that, this is absolutely bang on. And if there's one thing that I love, it's that. I love action movies and martial arts movies and stuff. And shit. It's what we always used to do back home in Yarraville. We'd, like, you know, do kung fu in the backyard and stuff. I pretend I was Bruce Lee. But, like, the movie's a bit mystical, Shang-Chi and stuff, but, like, the best bits are the action... And how it feels like a martial arts movie, like, first, and then, like, maybe a Marvel movie second. But I can say after I watched that second time, I absolutely loved every second of it. So let's give the 10 rings an easy 10 out of 10 rings or 10 giddy-ups or whatever I want to do. But either way, check it out if you haven't already. And that's it for Josh Giddy's Giddy Reviews for Giddily Positive People. We'll catch you next week. I'm Josh Giddy. Stay positive and giddy-up.